Welcome back to Finding My Perfect Awkward. And this week, if you're in radio, you at least know of my guest this week. But if you're not... Guest is the word. Guest. You're the guest. <laughs> if you're not in radio, you might have heard him on FM 99. It is Rick Rumble. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I'm doing a lot better than the last time we tried this. We, we tried this a couple days two, ago. And yeah, two no. days ago was uh, somebody just hit the... Uh, Somebody hit the uh, the bad day button. I don't know exactly what happened there. For a person, you know, I've been in broadcasting for almost 40 years. I, I own gear. I have a recording studio in my home. I, and why I couldn't make the Zoom software work was one of the most humbling experiences of my life. My thing was that you hosted a virtual morning show boot camp. <laughs> I did. And you could not figure it out. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I figured it out after I got. How uh, long did that take to uh, get off of that first Zoom session? Because. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? My mistake. I, I'm thinking we as you know, during the pandemic, first of all, I, I did the radio show at the station the entire time. So the we we were using teams to have meetings and stuff. So I've got teams installed and I'm assuming that these things work the same. And it turns out that one will hijack the other one and that it became a security setting and something else. And that was what was preventing us from uh, communicating. Sure was. Yeah, I so was muted. Was, I know. Good for you, you know because I was muted. But, you know, you, <laughs> you found your voice. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. I found my perfect awkward. Just kidding. Damn it. <laughs> I, found I love yours. that. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, my God. No kidding. Don't let that. Yeah. Hey, pop pop. Where's the remote? <laughs> Like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Daughter, Holy I need crap. help with my flip phone. It's okay. Help, I've fallen <laughs> and I can't get up. One of those. Holy crap. Uh, let's rewind a little yes. bit. Yes. All right. 40 years ago, mm -hmm. how'd you get started? Work your way all the way to current day. All right. Wow. Oh, Jesus. What time is it? Okay, here we go. <laughs> go for so, it. My brother sold time at a radio station. He invites me to a party mm -hmm. being hosted by their brand new morning guy okay. who they just got from like a local college. Turns out that guy lives three blocks away from my parents' house. So this is a nothing burger for me. Uh, I go to the party. We cut it up a little bit. Say, have a great time together. And... He asked me to help him with an Elvis project. He was doing a fake Elvis special and he needed a fake Elvis. And I, I did a re pretty reasonable Elvis impersonation. So we went around with, back in the day was a, a cassette recorder, the big ass Marantz and recorded vignettes of Elvis having pro like being locked out of the gates at Graceland or ordering hamburgers at a Burger King or whatever it is. And he spliced this all up with real sound bites and it was an hour special that played on a Sunday night on the radio station and it killed. And so after that, he goes, Hey, you know, what do you do? You want to come down and hang out at the radio station? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go, I go and I hang out and I start doing the traffic. Uh, and he, and he, anyway, long story on this, but eventually they offered me a job. And you were so in college. Uh, he was in college. No, was I was, college. I was a graphic artist. Are you a graphic artist? Okay. I, I was already, uh, I'd probably been working graphic arts for like six, seven years then. Gotcha. But anyway, so um, they offer me a job. I take the job. Within a year, 
We're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The guy, by the name, by the way, the guy's name is Kevin Matthews. And Kevin is nominated to go into the National Broadcast Radio Hall of Fame this year. Wow. So he's up for he's up for vote. I got a great yeah. pedigree in this business. I've worked with some incredibly talented people. And mm-hmm. uh, within a year of us getting together, we are number one in the ratings and we get hired away to St. Louis to a, a big time job or what we believe is a big time job. <laughs> we get there. Um, I left my, my, my fiance has been going back and forth with me because I was, I was engaged to be married when we moved to St. Louis and I would drive home on the weekends really, really fast. And you know, it's a seven hour ride at 90 miles an hour. So sure. uh, yeah, as one does, we get married the, uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The next day we load up everything we own and we move to St. Louis. We are now moving away from home. We go to St. Louis. The next day after that, we go on our honeymoon. We get back from our honeymoon. They have sold the radio station while we were gone. Um, everyone is fired. Everyone is fired except me. Will you stay on and work with the new incoming station slash morning show slash whatever? That's crazy. I, yeah, it's crazy. And I, I had been doing the news for Kevin's show. And it was just basically a vehicle to get me in the room with him so we could kind of cut it up. And he's a, he's a way talented guy. Um, I don't have another job. Hell, yes, I'll do the news. I, I, I just moved this woman away from her family. She cries every day. I, I can't say I don't have a job now. This oh, is man. awful. Yeah. So I, I, I get on with a guy named Steve Cochran. Steve, you might know from WGN in Chicago. He's he's a 25 year Chicago guy. Well, back mm-hmm. then we were kind of young bucks trying to make a living in this dumb business. Uh, I get on with him. We have a great time. I'm doing the news for Steve. We're cutting it up and having a lot of fun on like a two man kind of a show. His agent, Lisa Miller, hears me on his tape and she calls me up and she says, hey, I think I can help you. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah. Um, you know, if you're interested in moving up, if you're interested in furthering your career, I really do think I can help you. And here's how this works. If I find you a job, you pay me a percentage of, of what you make, but you don't pay me until I find you something else. It's, it's not a, you just start paying somebody. Gotcha. All right. Within no time flat, I got a new job. I, I, just, I moved to Memphis, Tennessee to be the main guy on that startup radio station, Z98, working for a guy named Randy Lane. Who you might know as one of the big coaches at Morning Show Boot Camp, the Randy Lane Company's famous. He's one of the few people that's ever been able to dissect a morning show and and cast the characters and, and, you know, have a plan to where these things go and how to exploit some of these situations. He's he's fantastic as a coach. Well, he was my program director. This guy's great. Uh, And now I don't have to do the news anymore. Uh, I'm the main guy and I just doubled my money, literally doubled it. So this, yeah. it's pretty great. It's pretty great. From there, uh, I hooked up with a guy named Scott Thrower, who was my partner a long time. We were probably partners for uh, 10 years or so, I would imagine. And uh, so we go from uh, Memphis. We did that for a year and a half. We got offered a job in Chicago and a job in Philly. <clears throat> we were back and forth on which one. And so the, the Philly guy it was a big company called Mall Right. They owned Z100 in New York. They owned uh, Eagle 106 in Philly, which is what we were being courted for. So, <clears throat> so the then program director from New York, a guy named Steve Kingston, 
He calls us up and goes, look, don't take that Chicago job. I'm coming down there. And he comes down to romance us one more time and talks us into taking the Philadelphia job. We're there for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. And so wow. it goes from there. And then so uh, so Philadelphia goes bust in a couple of years. And I moved to San Diego. It's a beautiful place. Then I moved to New Orleans. And then I came here to Hampton Roads, uh, Norfolk slash Virginia Beach. Been here 28 years. That's crazy. And you love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's not to love? Uh, we lived like two miles from the beach, you know, the ocean. It's not bad. Uh, <clears throat> the cost of living's reasonable. Housing's a little bit expensive. Weather's kind of nice. That's in the in the overall. It's really, really great. It's like it's like San Diego light. That's what it reminds me of. Wow. Well, yeah, and then, you know, yeah. the uh, opposite ocean, but that's right. Exactly. Yeah. But that's like, that's a dream. People dream oh, about killer. having that situation. It was killer. And and like my San Diego situation was great. I worked with a guy named John Murphy. Uh, you, you may or may not know John Murphy. There's a TV show on CBS on Saturday morning called Innovation Nation. And it, it stars a guy named Mo Rocca. Well, yeah. Murphy writes and produces that show now. He's got, he's got a, desk full of daytime Emmy awards. And I ran across him one day. I saw his face came up on a news story. I reached out through Facebook. Five minutes later, my phone's ringing. We haven't talked in, you know, 15 years, probably. Probably wow. spent an hour on the phone catching up. Social media has been reasonably good to me on stuff like this. I've, I've caught up with a few old time friends. It was great. Kevin Weatherly, a very very famous programmer and yeah. great set of ears. He was our program director. We had a, it was a good run and we had a great time. We did two or three years there. That's that awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what's your, if you can even, I don't want to ask like advice. I want to ask like, what yeah. is your key to succeed in all of that? You've been in it for 40 years. That's yes. not necessarily unheard of necessarily, no. But right. what is your key to being happy throughout all of that? Like personally, professionally, I, I would say professionally, I've got a couple of point, pointers that I pass along that, okay. that really made a difference for me anyway. I, I was always around really creative, inventive people. And, and for some reason or another, when you get in that room, everybody thinks we're just going to make this stuff up as we go along. That's not really the most reliable case. Yeah. Uh, uh, having a plan before every show, writing down an outline, break by break. You don't have to write out. Yeah, I'm not talking about scripting it. What I'm saying is here, here's the plan. We're going to do this at 6.15. We're going to do this at 6.30. This is 6.45 and, and do the quarter hours all the way through. If something better comes along, we take it. But if, you know, at the very least, the show today could be no worse than the plan. The plan is always A minus B plus. You can hit a home run ball. You could, you could, you know, catch lightning in a bottle, get a great interview on or, or have something go sideways and become hysterically funny. And you can ride that as long as you want to. Yeah. But no matter what happens, we're never going to look at each other and go, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. You eliminate that. So that, that these are my, my, uh, if I, these are the things, if I had known this all along kind of stuff. And the second thing was, if you want phone calls, you must ask for them. You can't just generic or you want everything to be organic. No, you got to ask for the deal, man. It's like being in sales. You want people to call. You got to give them the phone number and tell them what the topic is. They love to participate. 
Oh yeah. I hear. I mean, I hear this a lot, a lot uh, from people who will say, "Ah, oh, my phones don't ring," or "I just can't get any calls." Or, "Nah, dude, you got to be overt. You just got to blast it." Hey, here's what we're talking about. Uh, call me and let me. What What are your thoughts on this? We did a thing the other day about. Uh, I don't remember what it, 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 oh, it was the etiquette of other countries where I am now in, in Norfolk, Virginia Beach. It's the home yeah. of the world's largest military installation. We have the Navy. We have the Marines. We have the Air Force. We have a NASA installation here. We got everything. These people have traveled all over the world and seen and done a million different things. This was for us was a great topic. But again, here's the mission, right? Tell me about your experience. Having to having to learn a new custom or or you know living in another country that kind of stuff yeah and, and you can't if, be afraid to ask no phones ring all morning on the air I'd call the girl at the front desk go uh, anybody call for us I'm kind of waiting for some calls about uh, no pets. you didn't and, oh I do this stuff all the time man. no way oh yeah it makes people I don't know if it makes them uncomfortable or they pity you or what I love that stuff put the general manager on the phone hey I need some t-shirts what are you doing right now. <laughs> oh, he, we sent we sent the general manager out to cover a news story one day just because it was down the street. He goes, is, is it by total wine? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, I know where that is. I'll be right back. I said, I'm sure you do. Yeah. You know where total wine is. Of course. We have, I love doing stuff like that. That That's hilarious. Living it all on the air. Do, do you play any music? Yeah. OK, we uh, we stopped playing music on purpose. 20, almost the first year I was here. During the show? And, yeah, we don't play any music. So this whole thing is um, what was happening was uh, we now we we write sketches and songs. Uh, I, we got full service. There's a news person. There's a sports person. There's a traffic person. Me, uh, Rena, the girl that we just got to, to run the board and be the fourth mic, you know, from time to time. So there's there's people to fill the void, but it is a lot of material. So, yeah, so you really do have to, like I said before about that thing with the organizer, you really want to make sure that everybody's tight on here's what no we're doing fill. today. Here's yeah. the plan. There's yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but years ago we discovered that I work at a rock radio station, <clears throat> excuse right. me, back then, it, back then it was a lot of Metallica and it was some of the heavier rock, you know, and when we play the occasional song, we discovered that people were tuning out. They were going back to the things that they love because we would have people that musically like country or or top 40 or pop or whatever, you know, but they were there for this this conversation and the sarcasm and yeah. some of the humor and, and, you know, participation and stuff like that. So yeah. we in a meeting, which is uh, when I look back on this, I'm thinking, man, that was very progressive back then. I'm really progressive to say, yeah, we're just not going to play any more music. Let's just stop it's playing ballsy. music and see what happens. It was very ballsy and we had to fill the time, yeah. but it worked. And, and we've been, uh, you know, I there. Oh, someone's at my door. No, I'm knocking. I'm knocking wood. Cause we've been number one <laughs> that take that throw you. Do you look over your shoulder? <laughs> Amazon, Amazon. But we've we've we have been the market leader for for oh Jesus a couple of decades. Uh, it's it's I, I say that awesome. humbly because you know if you've everybody that's been in broadcasting for any amount of time knows this can all end tomorrow. <laughs> Save your money. Most 
awkward situation or moment you've been in professionally mm, wow. in the show okay. in your career oh I've, I've crashed and burned a couple of times uh oh my god oh, i felt so bad about this so i i was supposed to go down to a, an outdoor venue and introduce this band and so i get there and i don't know who was responsible for giving me the information but uh, turns out the band I was supposed to introduce couldn't be there. And they now have another fill in person or band. And so I get everybody all whipped up. No one has told me this. I get everybody all whipped up and I know my shit because I pay attention, damn it. And, and here they are. And then I look and it's not them. <laughs> and I, I, oh, I, and I, I committed to it. They've been introduced. No. And it's like the guy takes the mic and he goes, no, my name is so-and-so. And Oh, I felt so awful. But but here's a great thing is uh, I, I recognize what I did. It's not necessarily on me, but I fell on the sword and I had the guy because it, it was like a solo thing. I had the guy and his buddies come up to the show on Monday and I let him play on the radio, which oh, that's cool. he wouldn't have had a chance to. You know, that was kind of. Yeah. And then uh, uh, let's see. Another time I I, uh, I was interviewing Slash. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were uh, having a conversation and it, it was kind of interesting too. We, we, every year we throw our own rock show here. It's the uh, FM 99 lunatic luau and we get some pretty damn big names and we've had, we've had a really a good run with this. So slash was there at our show and uh, I don't remember who was supposed to interview slash, but it fell on me at the last minute because that person couldn't be found or wasn't around or something happened. So I haven't prepared for this at all. So I mean, I'm going to wing this. And then I hear it's the rock star treatment. So security comes in and they clear the backstage area. There's no other people allowed except for me and Mr. Slash. Now, I, I've spoken to Slash before. He's not like that. So someone is creating this out of somewhere. But it yeah. just adds to the tension. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he comes back and we have a conversation. Anyway, for whatever reason... And this is embarrassing if you're because if you're a DJ and you're watching this, you should know the answer to this question. What Michael Jackson song did Slash play the guitar on? Eyes light up. Immediately you think, who's got what? Well, of course, it's got to be Beat It because that's the best guitar solo ever. Wrong. No. As Mr. Slash told me, that was Edward Van Halen. He played on... Well, I think it was black or white was another my MJ song. But I yeah. built this up because I For I'm, beat I'm like, it. dude. Yeah, but it's not beat it. It's not beat it. it. It no, it's Eddie Van Halen. Everybody in the world knows this answer. This is like bar trivia level. This is a nothing. But I'm just so off guard. It's like, oh my God, dude. He goes, No big deal. It's honest. No I'm big like, deal. Ah, God, you know, and these are being recorded, by the way, your videos and whatnot, you know. It's like, oh, I'm not going to live this down for a long time with my uh, my music pals. And I had I had built this thing up where he's he um, I'm like, hey, tell me what it's what is it like when Michael Jackson calls you? You know, hello, I would I would like you to come play on my you know, that whole MJ thing. He goes, honest to God, I was in a hotel and there were two chicks in bed with me at this at the same time. Michael Jackson's on the phone. I go, you, you realize you're painting like life. some sort of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Some some kind of weird uh, Picasso thing here where, you know, square eyeballs and stuff. 
two girls, hotel suite, Michael Jackson on the phone. Is this one of those ambient dreams? Like, what is happening here? So I built it all up and then I go to, you know, nail it with the song and I get the song completely wrong with one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Both of them, Van Halen slash. So that would be my other embarrassing professional moment. Yeah. You know, when you get you start talking these old stories, you know, you come to morning show boot camp. We'll be in the hotel lobby. It'll be about 10 o'clock at night. The uh, the beers and the red wines are flowing. And the next thing you know, you know, back in the old days. I used to roadie for Alice Cooper, by God. we I was in a hot tub one night with Axl Rose. And <laughs> so like all the old dudes sitting around remembering when we were kings. Uh, you know what? I'm so impressed, honestly, not to turn this into a commercial for boot camp, but the way that this is being turned and spun and, and sold and advertised and all of the energy, the faces that I'm seeing, a lot of faces that I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I love the videos. Uh, I dig the graphics. I think that this is a really, really great way to put some energy into an event that has been a cornerstone of morning radio for a bazillion years. I remember going to my first ones of these and, and the old guys were so nice to us. And I've, I'm just never forgotten that. I shouldn't say the old guys, but you know, the, 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 the weathered guys, the guys yeah. that experience would, would take you in and let you sit at the table and you'd watch these plans hatch and, listen to the stories and it was cool to be around man yeah just cool. now it's our turn honestly and it's not just for morning shows anymore it's for no. afternoons and middays and nights and promo kids and people who aren't even in radio who want to be and yeah you know all these different walks of life and people in different places and it's uh grown to be something that is so diverse that's fantastic yeah i'm yeah. excited so this year i'm judging bits uh i used to right. host this i hosted it for several years uh, before the pandemic. And uh, it's it's a segment called Battle of the Bits. It's being oh, yeah. hosted by Miguel and Holly. Uh, uh, like I said, I hosted it for uh, 2017, 18 and 19, I think. And my contribution to this, uh, with all humility, I'm the person that brought the alcohol into the bit. Uh, you know how you get a shot when you offer up an idea and maybe get a shot if it's a good idea? Yep. Uh, that was me. To get people to talk. Good alcohol on, yeah. is a social lubricant. It's five o'clock on Thursday. Not I didn't do it for the alcohol effect. What I did was to, to be an icebreaker, because what, oh, yeah. what I would find out is like those of us that have been going for a long time would be the only people that wanted to participate. And you got to include new people, new ideas. The, the long termers want that. But some people are just not comfortable standing up in front of a room full of their peers and offering up what they think is a good idea because you're going out, you're putting yourself out there, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the icebreaker is, come on, do a shot, have some fun. Now we're just having a good time. Now it's just a party. Let's spitball some ideas and, and get some bits that we can all take back and, and rework to make our own, you know? My family left me at a rest stop <laughs> years ago. That explains and... so much. <laughs> Do you ever wonder why? You know, you've talked to me like three days in a row here. No one's ever been in the background. No one ever stopped by. It's... Well, that just explains you don't you don't. Do you have any kids? I do. Yeah, you do have kids. They're, Are they oh, they're grown? grown. They're gone. That's why <laughs> my oldest is 33. He's an engineer. His name is Trip, and he does improv comedy and makes films on the side. Oh, so awesome. kind of followed in your footsteps yeah. a little bit. A little bit. My daughter's 25. She's in New York City pursuing a career as a ballet dancer. Good for her. 
has a great gig in a, in a high-end restaurant, which pays the bills and is doing project work while she tries to find, get on with a company. She was on with the San Diego City Ballet and wow. just wasn't feeling it. She's just like, I got to go back east. I, I, I need to be in the middle of, of the arts. And this is, you know, and as a dad, right? She went to college for this. She went to Butler University. She's a graduate. She, yeah. she kinesthesiology and dance pedagogy and whatever else. But, you know, when your kid tells you they would like to pursue a career or a degree in dance, that's a roll of the dice. But when I look back and I think, well, you know what? If I'd have told my parents where this was going to go, that radio is you want to talk about rolling the dice. You know how many times we moved and and yeah. and back, you know, back in the day, too, they would fire you on a moment's notice. It was you, the, the monthly ratings would come in and you'd be looking for work. It's like, holy crap. My wife is a freaking saint. A saint for she putting up this with long. us. How long have you? Can I ask how long you guys yeah. been married? Thirty six years. Oh, almost the entire time. Oh yeah, yes. Good, good on her. I was very yeah. Well, and probably saved me from what. <laughs> You're the morning radio guy all over the country. Come on, man. <laughs> it would have been too much party. Too much party. Yes, yeah. and a lot of patience on her side too. Good on her. Well, so here's what ma'am. I want to do. Rumble. Yes. Yes. You just call me ma'am, sir. What the <laughs> hell is me? going on? The fuck? Uh, isn't that a great segue? <laughs> what we're going to yeah, do yeah. next. Uh, so Coming the other day next. when we were supposed to do this the first time before you fucked it all up, uh, we were supposed <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> was... uh, Yeah. Hi. Is this the front desk? I think I left something. My dignity. Would you see if somebody <laughs> left? Turn in some dignity. I just. uh <laughs> It was national, listen, yes. it was national hot dog day. It, yes, it was hot dog day. That's right. So. Right. I hate hot dogs. They're awful. However, I want. What? Oh, yeah. No, it's awful. I ate one on air uh, for the first time uh. since my going away party when I moved out right before I moved out here. And yeah. uh, I couldn't. It had chili on it, too. And I had oh. to, I had to spit it out. Welcome. I couldn't even chew it. Couldn't do. Welcome. Anything. And you're in. Wait. And you're in the home of ring bologna. Oh, 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 which is no. like a giant hot dog. Come on. Please. No, yeah. I will throw up. I have is it? thrown well, up. No, but what is it about hot dogs you don't like? The consistency. It's really? gotten to the point to where like the smell and the taste are just triggers. It's the consistency, the slimy. And then, okay. and then the fact that you can't tell me what the hell's in it. Nobody no. can tell me what's in it. No, well, I'm okay. that I'm good. It's convenient for a lot of us now. Sure. <laughs> Uh, you could be ignorant all you want to, or I'm not, I don't care. <laughs> Let me I tell you my favorite it. hot dog story. Okay. Mornings in Philly for a couple of years. And so we're down by uh, downtown and um, there's hot dog cart and it's about lunchtime. And it's, and, and I, I'm like, Oh, let's get a hot dog. You know, it's, it's a very city kind of a thing to do. We get a hot mm-hmm. pretzel. That's a Philly thing. Hot dog. <laughs> I go up to the hot dog cart. The guy, I go, hey, uh, three dogs, one for me, one for my wife, one for my mother-in-law. She goes, just a minute. I, I gotta, I've got to warm some up. I'm like, oh, okay, great. And then okay. she grabs the packet of hot dogs, tears it open with her teeth, and dumps it into the slimy water right in front of us underneath the little umbrella. And I'm like, this is so freaking Philly. This is so great. Fantastic. That is disgusting. With her teeth. It was fabulous. Drink the hot dog water. It like, kind of might none, as well drink I, nasty. Yeah, it was kind of that. 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking I might go in after the hot dog and we do that lady in the tramp thing with the hot dog between us where you just start eating to the middle. You know what I mean? That is disgusting. I'm horrifying. So it's so gross. That is so disgusting. Oh, so my we're God. We're done here. OK, so I yeah, I usually boil them because one, I don't have a grill. Right. Two, I don't really know. Like when I cook them on a pan, they come out the same way or similarly, similar, similar, similarly yeah. to when I boil them. So I really don't right. have, like, there's no difference for me. Five different ways. I want you to name five oh, different ways I can on. cook them. Not me personally, because yeah, I will not. Right, I refuse, right. but that somebody could cook them. You could. Besides boiling. because obviously Besides boiling. All right. Besides boiling. You could get a, uh, do you have a vegetable steamer? Do you have a steamer rack? You know, the kind that sits in a uh, pan. You could broil them in your oven. You don't. But they you come sit- out the same way as uh, as if you fry them on a pan or boil them? Well, no. If you fry them on a pan, they're going to, you're going to get some char on the outside. Right? I mean, that only makes sense. If, if you, if you boil them, sometimes you are, you might boil the, you know, for good or for bad. You ever notice what the water looks like when you're done? You're going to get some of the fat and everything else. You cook them with steam and you kind of keep some of that in. So maybe they're a little juicier. I don't know if you're going for that or not, you know? Okay. Uh, see, now we're on now. No. Uh, yeah. Now, now we got to go in my backyard and light up the fire pit and put them on a stick. Like we're in Boy Scouts. Like a like a marshmallow type of thing? Yes, exactly right. Just like a marshmallow kind of thing. Okay. That the, Some of the best hot dogs I've ever eaten were that way. My, my son's an Eagle Scout, so we used to camp and do those kind of things. Sure. Those hot dogs were fantastic. Did, did you, you, I'm, yeah, I'm losing you in this conversation. You lost me at this at the start, but would you? Do they, <laughs> do, yeah. Do they, they don't have a different taste. No, but they pick up some of the this smoky wood char, like the, because you're cooking them over actual wood fire, so that wooden okay. fire kind of infuses itself into the hot dog flesh. And they don't have a Which different Which sounds so not appetizing. Yeah. Not until you uh, eat it, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, but, but you're, and again, you're going to get a harder outside. You're going to get a harder shell. Just because oh, of uh, the fire, shell. Right? But like yeah, the inside yeah. is still going to be sliming. Probably. Yeah. Now, okay. how about this? How about a can of baked beans, slice up the hot dogs, throw them in the oh, baked Oh, Franken beans. Okay, uh, so here's Franken- the thing with Franken beans. Oh, here we go. Can't do it. My, so when I was a kid. That yeah. is what like our budget meal was. My mom would cut up the hot dogs, make some franks and beans. Yes. We had that all the time. My really? mom loves franks and beans, loves it because I, I'm okay. allergic to most fruits and vegetables, but I can eat berries and citrus and I love chicken fingers. So it's kind of wow. like, you know, I love seeds. It's kind of so like I'm you, a bird. You kind of eat like a toddler. I mean, a little bit. Chicken yes, fingers, I- and fruit ball. You know? Hi, I'm like four I'm, years old. Also, I'm very excited to meet Pooh Bear when I go to Disney World for the first time. Yeah, I'm four <laughs> years old. Hi. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. You're I, at number I, four. You got to go all the way now. I know. I'm hurt on number five. Number five is like blowtorch or something. I mean, you know, at some point. <laughs> yeah. Throw it in the trash. How about this? Let me gross you out. How about this? All right. Fill up okay. a bathtub with really hot water. <laughs> then, hey, do you own a hot tub? Get a pack of hot dogs and a skimmer. <laughs> do not cook them with chlorine in the water <sighs> that would be god awful uh somebody my, i think my son had a party over here we used to have a hot tub we don't have it anymore and uh somebody spilled a white russian in the hot tub <gasps> and you know it's dairy 
And that baby, yeah, th things got a lid on it. You don't smell it or anything, but man, we took the top off. It hadn't been in there for like a week and a half. It's just like, oh my God, I'll be cleaning this thing. The thing finally died. And uh, it was here with this house when we bought it. So it's inside of a screened porch. Like there's a really big porch that runs along the back of my house. And mm -hmm. one end of it was this hot tub, which, by the way, held eight people. It was giant. Whoa. Now it's dead and can't be repaired. This is the most expensive destruction ever. Are you going to get a new one? Did you get a new one? I don't think so. Now, I know that. I mean, we have a swimming pool back there. And uh, now that there's just two of us in this house, everybody's gone. I don't even know how much longer we're going to be here, honestly. Thank you, Rick, for being on this week. You are a uh, delight. Joy? Uh, I, I'll, I'll be a joy. A joy? joy. Yeah, yeah, joy. That's okay. nice. Too. Now, thank you for uh, putting up with me and my ineptitude on Wednesday. <laughs> you are fantastic. No, no, I, no. Honestly, that wasn't even your fault. It was technology's issue, and then you just had to figure out how to make it work. I'm just giving you shit. But okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you figured it out, and I'm glad that you could be on. And I can't wait to meet you in a couple weeks. Where can people find you on socials if you want to be found? Oh, uh, we are Rumble in the Morning. Uh, if you Google, actually, if you just Google Rumble Radio, uh, you'll find us. We're, there's, no, there's not another one. So there's it. Or Rumble on FM 99. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>